Hi everyone, I'm Christina Burnett, your host for the It's Natural podcast. Hi everyone, thanks for joining me in another episode of It's Natural. We are diving into all things 2024. We are talking about how to make your resolutions and goals for the new year successful. This is a topic I was actually, to be honest, going to avoid because I felt there was so much material, whether it's from Pinterest inspiration, YouTube videos, on Instagram, wherever you looked, I found that there were so many conversations about this topic. However, you guys asked if I was going to come out with an episode, so here are some of my tips and takes, which I know will be different than a lot of the conversations about how to meet your resolutions and goals. And you might also be looking at your calendar and wondering what day of the month it is or week it is. You are probably well aware of that we are well into January. And you might be wondering, why am I just now coming out with this episode on how to be successful with your outlook, any goals, any resolutions? all the things in 2024. And that's part of kind of my spin on it. And I'm actually doing this in perfect timing. So without going on too much further, let's get into it. And now from this episode's sponsor. The key to sticking to any health and wellness routine for me is convenience and effectiveness. And I couldn't think of a more synonymous and aligned woman-led brand than Higher Dose. My love affair with Higher Dose began with their sauna blanket, which I found so effective and yet convenient to have all the benefits of a sauna packed into their high-quality sauna blanket. I still find it so convenient to have all the benefits of a sauna without the bulk of a traditional sauna unit still reaping all the benefits in my home, which makes me use it even more often as a busy mom because I can include it easily into my routine. Higher Dose is bringing at-home wellness tools using nature-inspired technologies to release a dose of feel-good chemicals, aka dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins that elevate your mood, promote a healthy glow, support long-term health benefits, and lift your spirit. Even though their sauna mat was my intro into the brand, I have since fallen in love with their wide range of products and have also added them to my wellness toolbox. Their PEMF mat and red light therapy mask are one of my go-tos, along with their line of magnesium products. The magnesium gummies and bath soaks are among my favorites. And Higher Dose was kind enough to offer the It's Natural listeners 15% off site-wide with the code EVERGREEN. That's 15% off site-wide with the code EVERGREEN. E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N. I know you'll fall in love with how easy and effective Higher Dose's products are and how you will feel afterwards. Enjoy! I have found with these conversations around the new year, new you kind of mentality that we're all supposed to have when the clock hits midnight, I think it is just a very outdated approach. And I feel like it actually sets people back from achieving their goals. So with this conversation, I laid it out in very detailed steps 
and methodology and some psychology in it to help you succeed. Because with that classic new year, new you, what you're not hearing about is where that person's starting off point is, where they are at the end of the year. And I know for me, coming out of the busy holiday season, it is a treadmill of events. You are on this rotation of events, parties, school functions, buying the gifts, figuring out the travel plans, whose house you're going to go to, or it can be the complete opposite. Maybe you don't have any plans and that is also hard emotionally. Maybe you're feeling left out of the season or maybe you're trying to set up personal boundaries with maybe friends or relatives or someone from your past. And again, that's a whole nother step. And we're all coming from this franticness of a season. And then at midnight, magically, January 1st, we're supposed to be inspired enough to set out to become a whole different person. And I think that's a lot of where we go wrong. So for creating a successful habit or changing up your routine, or whatever your goal that you are setting might be, I know for step one, the foundation should be recovery. As I was saying, if we're coming from a frantic place of being exhausted, being just overly taxed with events, sometimes emotional issues come up around the holidays, even the finances of the holidays, it's expensive. No matter if you can afford it or not, the holiday season is an expensive one. So setting yourself up for success by setting a foundation of recovery. And we went over the challenges, but there's a reason why only 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's resolutions to a study done by the University of Scranton. And another survey found that nearly 80% of resolutions fail by the second week of February. I think with a failure of your ambitions by the second week of February, and to me, that seems like a huge red flag in exhaustion and not having the bandwidth or know-how on how to set that goal. So you get the dopamine hits of setting your goals and doing your mood boards and putting some intention into it. But if you are not able to recover from the holidays and that busy time period, and even seasonally here in the Northern Hemisphere, this is supposed to be a time of hibernation and going inward with the winter seasons. And we see this in the patterns that nature has set for us. But to think that we can go on and on and on and somehow retrofit our lives into this whole new version of ourselves, once again, I think it's very unrealistic. So a tool for recovery and setting our foundation, just setting the baseline and really checking in, is mindfulness. And the definition of mindfulness involves being present, aware, and non-judgmental of thoughts and feelings. And for me, this is a non-judgmental honesty with ourselves. So we're taking a moment to really see where we are at and finding our footing and grounding into what we are really needing in our lives. There is also something to be said and why I'm purposely doing this 
at this setup of time is because I didn't want to rush this topic. I didn't want to come out with it on, you know, January 2nd. I also, to be honest, am working on my own goals. I do have it loosely written down, but I do want to put an actual, some of the process I'm going to go over, more time into it to make it set up more successfully. They are on a list, so they're not on my mind anymore. But even for myself, this is something I am also working on. And it is not set in stone for the for 2024. And when we're taking a moment or several moments that we might need in these mindfulness practices, the studies are also supporting the benefits in recovery with mindfulness, showing that mindfulness techniques aid in stress reduction and mental clarity, which is crucial for overcoming obstacles. And when we're in this clarity moment, it is so more beneficial in planning from that sort of state. And also to see that, take inventory of what's going really good in our lives. What is really important to us? What is our successes? What is working and very vibrant and where you are wanting to actually grow that in your lives? And maybe just it's appreciation. It might not be a new habit that you're wanting to create or needing. Because again, we can continually get on the treadmill of success, which always means something new, something more, instead of taking in what these little moments of goodness in our life already are and appreciating them. So some techniques for mindfulness and for realigning are mindful breathing, which is just a focused breathing. I like the four by four it's usually referred to. So for breathing methods, I usually like the four by four. It's pretty a classic technique that it's usually called. And you are breathing in for four holding it for four, releasing for four, holding it out for four. And then you're repeating that, you guessed it, for four rounds. You can adjust those numbers to your needs. So that's one really easy breathing technique, but there's also different tutorials I know that are for free on YouTube and on It's Natural. I also came out with a couple of meditation practices if you would like to do that. And that also has an emphasis on breathing and the flow. And then another technique for realignment is meditation. One of the techniques in meditation that is helpful is the body scan meditation, which I know I just mentioned that I released a couple meditations, and I believe it's the second one where I kind of use this technique. And this is where you're just literally scanning your body, as it says, pretty straightforward there. You're scanning your body for any tension, and then you're just breathing into it, observing there's no judgments, but you're just breathing into those points and taking mental notes. So step one was setting the foundation by really fostering a atmosphere of recovery for yourself. That might be with breathing techniques and mindfulness, but how you recover might be a little more of a physical way, going on a hike, going on a walk, maybe just sleeping in in the morning, getting caught up on your sleep. Whatever that might be for you, it is really pivotal as it does allow us 
mentally, emotionally, and physically to reduce the stress, gain more mental clarity, and more creative in the ways we can overcome obstacles. In step two, we are actually creating the goals, coming from a more centered place that is honest, grounded, but also where we are taking aligned actions is really to be clear about our why. Are we doing this because we saw that it was trendy? Are we, even if it's a, let's give an example of a wellness trend, cold showers. Are we doing that daily because we actually are needing that? Or is it because you're having FOMO and it seems like everyone's doing a cold plunge or a cold shower? But we really have to discern what our why is. And again, without the context of other people are doing it or it's just adding onto our plates on that treadmill of needing more and more and more, is this goal that we're setting really going to improve our lives? And then once we're ready to take that aligned action, when we are setting our goals, be very specific because we want our goals to be quantifiable and trackable. And these words I know I'm going to be probably repeating quite a few times because this is kind of a pivotal part of setting our goals to make it making it quantifiable and trackable. So, for example, if you are wanting to eat healthy, that's very vague. There's kind of no way to really track that. So be more specific. So I want to be more healthier by eating this amount of veggies with every meal so that you can track that. Or I want to cut out sugar and maybe this meal, I'm only having this much for the week. We wanted to make sure when you notice that you're having sugar and when you want to not have it in your diet anymore. Or if you are wanting to get in shape, again, how many times of week are you working out? If it's more cardio-based, you want to be running or bicycling or walking, how many steps, how many miles do you want to do in a week? Or it could be how many classes you want to take. Are there friends that you want to meet up with every so often to keep you accountable? So just make sure that your goals are really... So again, be specific with your goals and make sure that they're quantifiable and trackable. Again, just to make sure that I'm setting you guys up for success. In case you can't break down the goal and it's just not... It's a kind of a chunky one for some whatever the reason might be. Can't break it down. Gotcha. So when you're assessing this, how do you want to feel? I would make that something to assess because you can, again, track your mood with this if it's really beneficial to you and how you're coming at it in each time, whether it's daily or weekly, to meet this bulk goal that you can't break down. How do you want to feel when you are accomplishing it? Or how do you want to feel when you're at the results? There is a little bit of a way to kind of go around breaking it down step by step in case that is applicable to you. To go more in depth on this, on adapting your goal, I think it's really important to come at it from, with realistic expectations. And that doesn't mean you can't push yourself, but I think the more support and honesty we have with ourselves, the more easier it is to get success and to at least get halfway there, even if you don't make it to the goalpost, 
you're making strides to it. And again, with your goals to see how much you can break it down. So if you are, let's, for example, wanting to travel more and travel abroad to a different country that maybe is a different language and you've never been there. So you might start planning and looking at locations and destinations, but you can break that down into several steps. So are you wanting to learn the language? How long is that going to be? How many hours or minutes a day are you going to set aside to learn that language? Do you have your passport? What steps do you need in order to get to your passport? And this might seem tedious, but I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed when it is so big and you don't know where to start or you kind of push it off. And that natural tendency to procrastinate can seep in. But making these little bite-sized steps that we can take weekly to even daily is even better. And the goal being trackable, it's a nice check and it's a continuing actions that we are seeing and even our subconscious is seen, which will help support us down the line. So what was that stat by the second week in February? If we're still making progress, then that also becomes a habit. So back to that travel scenario, breaking it down to passports, then destination, hotels, and making it really much of a blueprints for ourselves. And I find that this is helpful to work backwards. So start at the goal. So whatever country, I don't know, I'm just thinking Barcelona right now. <laughs> That's in my head. So when you're in Barcelona, where are you going to stay? And then how are you getting to Barcelona? So then the flight. Then how are you booking a flight? Well, do you need to break down the budgets? Then once you break down the budgets, then what airline do you want to take? And so far, so you're working. So the last thing on that list would be actually your first starting point. And that way it's very written out step by step. And again, you're being able to track what actions you're taking, which will spur you on and keep you going if anything comes up because there's always our hurdles and that's okay. We can get through them. The value in setting realistic goals also helps us with burnout. Again, when it's too big of a chunk, it really is mentally daunting. So breaking it down will help us from wanting to just completely give up and for us to come back to it, especially if we put alarms when we are breaking it down and different deadlines on you know, when you want to book your flight by or when you want to get your passport by. And then it keeps that excitement and back to that feeling. How do we want to feel as we're going through this? Is it really still serving you this goal? And then like we started out with, also mindfulness is a tool that will continually come in because once we integrate those practices to help us deal with the stress, that will also help us to have better outcomes and be able to focus and be more resilient in getting to our goals. So now moving on to our third strategy, and that is creating successful goals by turning them into habits. And I think it's important to mention here, 
when we are making goals starting out or New Year's resolutions, we're usually thinking about the whole year as a chunk. And we usually overestimate how much we're going to get done in a year. For a goal to turn into habits, most studies conclude that it takes about three months. And so that's why I think it's really helpful to take quarterly inventories because that's usually around three months that you're taking inventory, whether that's for your business, whether that's a fitness goal. And that also gives you enough time to see how you feel about the goals and also to see where you need to maybe make adjustments. And this can be even sooner than that. So maybe every couple of weeks, maybe every end of the week, you're doing a check-in. And that way, with this consistency, it will help you to fuel you to keep going because you can see the progress that you're already making. And I think it can be over overwhelming and defeating when we're looking at the year in a chunk. All of this is a process where we're setting a strong foundation and then we're building on top of that. So habits are important because they create consistency. What creates consistency, again, is repetition, which solidifies into a habit. When we are breaking down our goals, we can see what we can do daily or, see, I told you we're going to talk about it a lot, but that's why it's so important for our goals to be broken down into trackable arenas so we can see what's not working with our daily lives because the easiest way to create a habit is nothing new but many people have clung on to this concept as along with myself from Atomic Habits by James Clear which is a great book about emphasizing marginal gains and how important these little steps are to the big whole picture that we're trying to accomplish but to have a habit, so again, maybe it's a wellness habit and you're trying to take your vitamins consistently. A great way to habit stack this is in the morning, is there a drink, your morning beverage that you have regularly, whether it's coffee, tea, matcha, whatever it may be, or do you have a consistent time where you have your morning breakfast or your lunch in a habitual kind of time frame? And then you can add on taking your vitamins at that time. And that way you can set yourself up by, you know, that you're going to have your coffee and your vitamins are set up, ready to go right next to your coffee. So that's not too much of an inconvenience. You're just adding on another little action. And because your coffee in the morning is your habits that you do daily, you're just adding this action onto it. And soon enough, that little action will become a habit. And so it'll be just second nature to you in what you're, you do in the morning. And habit stacking can be combined with many different other actions and goals that you are wanting to set. Just see what you do that does work. And that's why, again, setting that foundation for the goals, that's why it's so important to really approach your goals with what is working, what do I enjoy, and then see where maybe you can add on to those with little actions to reach your new goals. And another couple strategies to go over when trying to create successful goals and by turning them into habits is to use your triggers and cues. 
That means, again, back to that habit stacking example can be used here. So if you are always having your morning cup of coffee, use that as a time to signal another action. So maybe, again, it's taking vitamins or it's after your coffee, you are going to get into workout clothes to get on the treadmill or do an at-home workout, whatever is in your wheelhouse. But to use these triggers and cues to your benefits or, again, being honest, looking at maybe habits that we have that aren't the best, instead of completely getting rid of them, rewriting them. So maybe you like to scroll at night, but is there a way you can do something on your phone because that's your habit that is beneficial and moving you towards your goal? So is can you get on your Kindle app on your phone and read some more? Or maybe there's a language you want to practice or a YouTube video that you can watch on something that you're trying to learn. Use it to your benefits. You don't, we don't have to do these life-changing shifts all the time. We can just reutilize what our quote-unquote negative habit is, what this maybe habits that we are wanting to lessen is and add on something beneficial and utilize it. Another example of this might be you have that 3.30 to 4 o'clock sugar crash, and that's when you usually run for sweets, but you're trying to avoid sugar. Is there a protein snack that you can have ready to go for you? Or is a smoothie that you can have ready to go? So really utilize what is working, and that way this negative kind of connotation subsides and you're adding something beneficial onto your already habits of your day. And that way you're making those new goals into those successful habits. Another strategy that gets often overlooked is reward systems and accountability. To use these strategies, repeating myself a little bit, as we're breaking down the goals and we're tracking our progress, see is there's a way that you can reward yourself. And if you know yourself too, and if especially if rewards are your jam and you know that is a strategy that really works for you, I think that's so important to have those sprinkled in throughout the year, throughout your weeks, days, however you have your goal broken down. Another why that it's so important to have your goal is broken down because you can really track it out and in your different progress points, ways to reward yourself. And another aspect that goes hand in hand with this is having accountability, not only to ourselves, but also to those who love us and support us and those who are cheerleaders. And maybe you don't have any of those in your friend groups, in your family right now, but to go seek out those who have maybe similar interests. That is one of the beautiful factors with social media and the internet to look up maybe a walking group, a hiking group, um, someone who's also has the same fitness goals or maybe travel goals or is trying to learn a language to do that with someone else and try to utilize that in your motivation and in the progress that you are making. So reward systems and accountability are both very important strategies that are often left out. So the fourth area is practical steps for when we need to get back on track. 
having our goals broken down, we can easily see where we're getting off of track. And at the beginning, too, when I mentioned when we're writing our goals, writing our why, come back to that. Is it still pertain to your motives and wanting this goal? Is it really something that was important to you in the first place? Is it something that really is improving your life? Or is it just something that is being added additionally onto your plate because it's trending and it's really not offering you anything? So really look back when you're getting off track on your why. Is it still pertainable to you or do we need a shift again? And then having the goals broken down, we can see where we are. It's not working for our schedules. If it's not working for maybe our budget that year or we just need to simplify it even. That's why this the setting the foundation is so important and making sure that you have that time to reset before making the goals because when you're adding in the mindfulness so with that non-judgmental honesty we can see if we are stressing ourselves out if we're not allowing ourselves time to recoup in our new routines that we're trying to establish and shift from there this is where we can see once more about shifting our habits that we already have Maybe we need to overcome procrastination and help ourselves build momentum. So if there's a time where maybe in our evenings where there's a little bit of a lull and we know we haven't been working out as much or we haven't been working on that dream project, is there a way to take little steps to support ourselves by maybe listening to an audiobook, a podcast on the subject? reach out on social if you're you know doing your scrolling instead of just scrolling maybe reach out to others that you look up to and see if they have hints or ways and strategies that you can implement as well try to really use i think sometimes procrastination gets mostly a negative connotation however we can use it as a tool in shifting and also as again another honesty check-in point Maybe we are just tired. Maybe our brains just need a moment. So aligning ourselves with our why and taking action out of alignment and not just for pressure or or some traditional resolution that people make. Another factor that can also be used to get us back on track. So maybe we weren't doing the reward system or using accountability partners to help us in success, this is a great time to re-look into that and to overcome hurdles that are in front of us. So maybe there's a Facebook group that is on the exact same topic with the exact same goals and to look that up and to see what others are doing who are having the same hurdles or even successes and to really utilize our community around us whether that's the community center might have classes on a subject that we're looking into, or there's a group that gets together to discuss similar things, or our friends and family should also be linked in to our success. I know this is a tricky area when you are bringing in sometimes family and friends because they might not embrace the changes you're trying to make, or they might not understand what you are doing. This is where that 
alignment with yourself, your why is so important. And who knows, they might surprise you and step up and really support you. And they might have had the same dream or the same habits that they're wanting to build. And we just had never approached the conversation. So again, that's mindful honesty with no judgment is such a helpful tool when utilizing and aiding ourselves and those around us. I hope this was all very insightful and a little bit different than from what you're usually hearing from these topics. But I thought it'd be helpful just to go over it really quick. So step one, to set a foundation with recovery and and to help you recover and set a baseline, whether that might be from the stresses of the holidays, the time of year, or just to recenter yourself with yourself. And one of the helpful tools to create this recovery and to have a practice that can help our brains and our emotional state and our bodies come back into alignment is mindfulness. And I talked about the 4-4 breathing practice along with meditations. Again, it's natural is coming out with additional meditation series, but we already have two out if you're looking for somewhere to start. YouTube is also a great platform that has a lot of different, not only guided meditations, but if you're even just looking for Hertz music, which I use for my meditations, there's great resources on there. Then step two is to actually create successful goals by finding out your why. And so you can take the time to be honest with yourself. And again, it shouldn't be an all negative talk. What is working for you? What makes you happy? What are the little inklings that give you joy? They don't have to be monetary or these big, huge things. They can just be the little sprinkles throughout our day that we might get or here and there that we find the glimmers of hope and joy and happiness in our lives. And making sure that our why for our goal is one that's is coming from us and not just from some trend or because this person's setting up this goal and making sure that we are moving out of aligned action for ourselves. And number three, to make any goal successful is by turning it into habits. So consistency is key. And one of the easiest ways to make it consistent is making your goals trackable and into small quantitative steps so that way you can see very easily where you might be missing the beats on your goals and also to make them into habits to use existing habits that you already have and habits stack on top of those again with having your cup of coffee or matcha and then having your vitamins at the same time. If you're wanting to add in vitamins for a healthier wellness goals. So start small, build up, and use your triggers and cues that's from your normal daily habits and creating new ones. So again, replacing maybe the scroll in the evening with more reading or looking into articles on a topic that you're trying to break into or that you're wanting to emulate or turn 
Maybe that nightly show that you're watching, maybe align it with something that pertains to your goal or maybe a language that you're wanting to learn. So that way you're not taking this huge leap, but you're just shifting what your normal habits are already doing with a new cue in order to get your goal into your new routine of habits. And then four, when you're getting off track, use your tracking system. And then number four, if you have gotten off of track, one, you should know this pretty fast because it's helpful to check in with yourself and how we were previously talking about breaking down your goals. You should be able to track that out and see what's missing. Maybe it's a behavioral redirection you're needing to do. Maybe you are overwhelmed and you're overloading yourself. So needing to simplify. Really, it should be easy to track what is breaking down in the process and then to implement mindful practices to help your body to become aligned again. Remember, if we're in a completely stressed out state, especially for long periods of time, it's not cognitively, it's not helpful. Emotionally, it's not helpful. And our bodies to also carry the stress. So mindful practices help to mitigate those. But then once we mitigate the stress that we might be dealing with, to be able to have that cognitive function and able to find ways to overcome challenges that might be popping up and rearing their heads. Then another tool to use procrastination to help build momentum. So those days where we might just not want to work on our habits, to really tune into what isn't working or maybe we have overloaded ourselves. Do we need to simplify things more? Again, procrastination is actually an insight into what we might not be passionate about. Or do we need to dig into our why more and to go off the passion of how we're going to feel once we meet this goal? And lastly, when we're needing to get back on track, to seek support and accountability, whether that might be online with local groups in your community and to use the relationships we have around us, whether that's a partner, our family, our friends, who knows, you bringing up your goal might also help expand your guys' relationship. So I hope these tips helped in making you feel empowered and able to go after your goals and make them successful habits. I wish you nothing but the best in 2024. I'm so glad that I did this episode and I hope you reach your greatest potential and have so much success in reaching your goals in 2024 and beyond with these tips. Let me know in the comments what resonated for you and what worked for you. And I would love to hear what your current goals are because I know our community can build each other up. So feel free to comment below what your goals and hopes are for 2024. And I will be sharing mine further as I, like I said, I am currently still working on my goal list and practicing what I'm preaching. So I need to break down my habits further out for the new year. And if you found this episode beneficial, please help support this podcast by rating and reviewing. We always love to hear from you. So if you would like to add any future topics, guests, 
or any suggestions, feel free to also add those to your comments as we do read them for suggestions. I would like to thank this episode's sponsor, Higher Dose. And remember, you can get 15% off discount wide using the code EVERGREEN. And I look forward to joining you in the next episode. Bye.